and welcome to season one, a podcast where we watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. This week's episode, or show that we watched, was Backstrom. It's a TV series from 2015. Presley, would you mind giving us the lowdown? to give everyone the lowdown of the show. Uh, so Backstrom is a, or was, I should say, a Fox crime procedural drama starring uh, Rain Wilson in the titular role as Everett Backstrom, a lieutenant in the Portland Police Department in charge of the Special Crimes Unit. Uh, Backstrom is a racist, homophobic, ornery, unhealthy, and narcissistic personality. Uh, he is constantly drinking and smoking cigars while on the job, and he's actually under active review by the uh, by, like the department's medical council uh, uh, to deal with his alcoholism and his extremely destructive lifestyle and habits and very very bad stuff. Uh, despite all of his negative attributes, he's still interested and uh, like cares about crime and finding criminals, um, and he uses his skills of psychology and deduction to do so, often using the phrase, I'm you, and then kind of uh, playing out the scenarios in his head uh, around the, the suspects. is kind of interesting. The rest of his unit varies widely in rank and in skill set. They all appreciate Backstrom to varying degrees for his insights and his commitment to solving crimes, even if they find his methods unorthodox and often illegal, because he does a lot of illegal stuff despite trying to catch criminals who also do illegal things. Uh, as the show progresses, we see Backstrom clash with his roommate and half-brother, who is a criminal himself working as a fence for stolen goods, and as Backstrom's CI, uh, kind of his connection to the criminal underworld. Throughout the show, we learn of Backstrom's troubled relationship with his father, Robert Forrester, a local sheriff uh, working uh, in the rural Portland County outside uh, of Portland downtown where, where Backstrom works. Uh, despite him appearing kind and welcoming to Backstrom at every encounter uh, where they cross paths because they have some crimes that take him into more rural areas, we also see Backstrom's father undercut and undermine him kind of multiple times at every turn and uh, shows his, like, darker nature under this kind of more rustic, friendly demeanor. After catching his father intimidating a witness and actually cutting his ear off, the, the witness's ear off, um, Backstrom reports uh, his father to like the internal affairs and uh, tries to kind of get him off the force. And he also attends his first AA meeting uh, to confront his addiction. Finally, uh, the show ends with him like doing a, a, a speech crying about uh, the nature of his addiction um, and also using that same psychology kind of thing that he was doing before saying, I'm me, uh, you know, to, you know, out of control, unable to, you know, at the mercy of my own addiction. It's kind of actually a sweet uh, closing moment of the show. Uh, but that was uh, Backstrom, and uh, here we are now to talk about it. Andrew, what did you think of the show? Give, give, me, give me your thoughts. Give me your feelings. Uh, man, you know, I didn't love this show. Okay. Didn't really enjoy it a ton. Didn't really enjoy it a honest. ton. Bummer. Um, one of these you know, days I'll pick a winner. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's there, there's a lot of losing television that we're going to be watching. Right? I mean, it is the kind of the point of the show is that most of these right. are losers, huh? So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't expect 
for you to dig to f- just to find one that's going to make me happy. But it is the point of the show. <laughs> but it is the point of the show is to find those diamonds in the rough uh, as well as wade through all that water. So, yeah, I just I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I was very off put by Backstrom's character just because right. he is such a racist, homophobic piece of shit. Yeah. I just really didn't enjoy that. Like it, it almost felt like the show, and I understand this is based off of a of a book or or something. And I didn't read. Yeah, that, I didn't so know, I don't know it what, in the synopsis, but it's you know, a Scandinavian book. Yeah, I don't know what the character is like in that. I don't know if it's been far ad- ad- adapted into the show or what. Um, and I, I don't know how well received the book was, but for me, uh, his personality and the his behavior toward other people and and the racism, the homophobia, and all that stuff, like it wasn't offset by his skill as an investigator or like, like actual a, kindness or, or actual a, a facade or, or fragility. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know. It just kind of put me off. I just really didn't, didn't really enjoy how often it was kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but cause we again, said that's, like in the synopsis and it is every opportunity he can to say yeah. something terrible in any regard yeah. to anyone yeah. he will take there. He is an equal opportunity insulter uh you know it doesn't matter kind of whatever you believe he will find a way to hate you and be mean to you about it unironically too not in just like a a defensive way in a actively hostile way yeah he's very hostile toward anyone who doesn't believe anything he believes which is basically nothing so he's he's very much a nihilist and he's you know he's rude to everyone he comes across yeah um so that kind of put a, a, a bad taste in my mouth personally okay you know I think as far as the show itself, I don't feel like a lot happened, to yeah. be honest. Like It's crime procedural. We, not a lot happens in those shows. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not necessarily true, right? A lo- there I are a lot of crime procedurals true. where nothing really happens, where they just solve cases. But there are also a lot of shows where you see this overarching theme of this person's dealing with something personal or they're dealing with a relationship they're dealing with trying to catch a serial killer or something that's deeper than the crime procedural day in day out you know we found this person murdered let's solve it we solve it i don't really feel like there was much of that you could argue that like his relationship with um val valentine his his half brother like and that development happened right that was that was fine Mm -hmm. but it wasn't carrying the show by any means it was interesting but again it wasn't like that was the overarching theme i thought that we were gonna get that in one of the first episodes it was like the fourth episode or something where there was this guy that had evaded backstrom way back when seven eight years ago or something like that the this guy started killing again or he abducted somebody yeah i thought we were yeah child abductor really really terrible person i thought we were seeing that overarching theme start and that that was going to be like this recurring person is that oh he's haunted by his inability to catch this person and this person has outsmarted him because he always he basically always prides himself on being smarter and more clever than the other person or anybody really and this person has outsmarted him and i thought that was going to be our like overarching thing that carried the show past just being a crime procedural right. but he literally solved that that crime that episode and then it was over and we saw some emotion from him which was interesting oh, yeah. and i was like i thought that was a really profound moment just like at the end when he um opens up about his his addiction and and his his ways and all of that but 
yeah, there just wasn't a lot that was carrying the show. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll just hop into like my, my dislikes and likes. Cause I guess I'm already there. The likes, I thought rain Wilson was cast very well for a character like that. I thought yeah. he did a very phenomenal job as well and- as some of the other characters like, um, what was her name? Uh, Nicole Gravely, the the detective sergeant, Genevieve Angelis, Angelson. She was great. Kind um, of a second in command to the, uh, the yeah. unit that Backstrom heads up. Yeah, second in command. And they had such like opposing personalities and, proceed- and ways they proceeded yeah. about things that I thought was interesting. So that was like a fun relationship to see because they, they mainly investigated together. Right. So that was she fun. wants things to be admissible in court and legal. Yeah, and obtained. she's very by the book and, and right. very regimented and very. Yeah. Um, it's very type A, type B. Yeah, kind very of type A dynamic. Exactly, and he just doesn't give a shit. He will yeah. break the rules. He'll do. He'll commit crimes. He'll do whatever to catch. Anyone. He commits multiple crimes, including murder. At one point, he does murder someone in like basically yeah. the first or second episode. It is the first episode. Yeah, it can be argued that it was justified because if he didn't, he probably would have uh, been further injured and or yeah, killed. But at the but same time, they have pretty clear still rules on that, us. right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess my like there was that some of the casting was good. Yeah. I guess a bad is that some of the casting was bad, right? <laughs> so like like uh, Moto, I, I've seen that actor in things before. I've seen him in several things, and I don't know. I just don't feel like his personality fit. Yeah. Or or that character really fit very well in the team. And I think as a whole, the team didn't really feel like they have very much chemistry to me. Yeah, for, for our all. listeners who didn't who didn't watch the show, Moto is the one uh, police officer who's part of this. Everyone else is already like detective rank or higher, but he's yeah. like still a, a plainclothes officer kind of doing a lot of the grunt work uh, of right. it. Um, and he's like really wanting to get out of the that area and become uh you know have a have a shield as it's said in the show multiple times become a detective um yeah so you know he, he's not doing a bad job i think like like you're saying he the a lot of the cast is like very plain and doesn't have a lot of great personality traits that like actually blend well and like feel right. like a team or people that actually right. interact every day right like and that's my you know? that's my dislike is that yeah you know, I think individually each of the characters was interesting enough, but yeah. together they were all just so plain. And Backstrom was the only one that had some flavor to him, and that flavor was not one that I enjoyed it was a bad as taste, much. Yeah. It's a bad taste. So I think that was one of my biggest negatives, as well as um, I, I just mentioned it. But the fact that there wasn't really anything overarching that carried the series forward. Yeah, there was, was no just continuity that. between ep- episodes. Exactly. Other than Backstrom's like addiction as a character. Yeah, other than his addiction, which like that's obviously a thing in the show, and we see him kind of start to 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 hit. We see him hit, hit rock bottom and want to address it at the you know in the in the final episode of the series, but. You know that can't that alone can't carry. There needs to be some kind of actual story narrative with investigation or yeah. something that that moves things along. Yeah, you you feel like in your crime procedurals, I I get the sense that you like to have a, a, an overarching subplot that can continues throughout a lot of the show. I think that's why you like frequency, and we both like frequency yeah. because it was about one singular crime or criminal that perpetuated the entire season of crimes and there are some other crimes and other things that kind of connected but here we have like one focused uh 
direction for the character development to go into in terms of like what they care about, what the plot is leading towards versus this show where every single episode's a completely bottled episode. There's like the minorest of connective tissue between them. And it's always around Backstrom's health and his, uh, and his crimes, <laughs> Lieutenant his, Backstrom's crimes. Yeah, exactly. Or his relationship with, um, the, the person who's in the, the council, Civilian Oversight yeah. Committee, yeah. Uh, who's played by Sarah Chalk, who's um, in Scrubs and many, many other things. And she was uh, his his ex-fiancee yep. for a while, and she, yep. the, the two of them broke up, which kind of signaled a bit of his downward spiral uh, several yeah. years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He was obviously ornery and unlikable before then, uh, but that obviously made it a lot yep. worse from everyone in the yep. show's perspective. One of the other things I noticed, and that I wasn't like a fan of, or, or just, I guess, didn't really click for me, was that they were part of this special crimes unit. Right. And every single crime that was in the series was just another regular homicide. There wasn't yeah, anything that to seemed very special it. to it. Yeah. yeah, they're like, well, this, cr- this murder took place in a really high-profile tourist attraction in Portland. And it's like, okay, well, that it's still just like someone got murdered with a shovel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, yeah, it was literally... There's nothing, you know, special crimes yeah. is much more of like a serial killer or a serial rapist exactly. or, you know, something a little bit more specific, a little bit more focused that I agree with you on. Something that's like a little bit like higher tier than your everyday average murder, which like they all deserve to be solved. Right. But I think yes, like of course. we've seen a lot of series and we hear a lot of things about these special crimes units and they're literally the best of the best, which I don't feel like we got. But they're also investigating like the impossible cases. Right. And this was just another investigative team that solved some murders and some other yeah. things. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like as far as, as far as likes and dicks, di- dislikes, that's pretty much, pretty much where I'm at. That's kind of my, my ideas. What, what about you? What, what were your thoughts? Uh, likes, dislikes. Yeah. Overall thoughts on the show. I think I like it a little bit more than you do. Um, that's fair. I, yeah. I think like you said, rain Wilson is actually extremely well cast. Um, I, I think that unlike, um, you know, Rain Wilson obviously became famous from The Office, right? And it is very hard right. for me to watch most of the actors from The Office and see them as anything other than the characters from The Office. Like, it's really hard yeah. to not see Michael Scott whenever I watch um, Steve Carell act in anything, at I'll least post-Office, right? Um, yeah. You know, if I watch him in, like, 40-Year-Old Virgin, I still see a very different character. But now, post-Office, he's very, like, Michael Scott to me and everything. Same thing with, like, John Krasinski or Emma Fisher. Or is it Jenna, Jenna Fisher? Excuse me. Um, Rain Wilson does not at all feel like Dwight, and I appreciate his ability to to shift a, and play a, a pretty different character. Dwight, Dwight's, like, really high-strung, really by the book, really into rules, and also is kind of insane. Uh, but Backstrom is, like, not does not feel like that character at all. And so it's cool to see that kind of change in a character, because this was right after, I believe, uh, The Office concluded, or right around the same time. I believe it time. was. Yeah, it was around that same time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2015 sounds about right. I don't know when The Office ended, because I stopped watching after, like, the fifth season. But um, I really liked Rain Wilson. I, I, I thought the other actors did, did a convincing enough job you know i didn't really have any of the problems uh uh with uh, with any of the characters kind of like you said like you felt like it wasn't really a cohesive team i i do see that in a, in ways here and there I, I do like that they do try to lean in and show some of the personal lives of the co the the team members um i'm sorry that i'm going to call him this but the all-state guy who yeah i'm sorry you're Almond. a good actor what's his name i think it's almond detective almond right yeah detective almond uh yeah he's the he's the 
that's all state stand, you know, like he's that he has a yeah. very distinct voice, but you keep yeah. seeing him and he is a, a preacher and he, and he has like a small, uh, uh, uh he's like a small time pastor basically that on Sundays he goes and preaches, but on the rest of the time he's a cop and like you see his struggles to, uh, maintain, keep the lights on at the church and, mm-hmm. and try to produce, yep. uh, you know, cause he just appreciates the word of God. Right. And I like that little development. That's a nice little touch. And you actually see Everett uh, and him, you know, Backstrom and him clash about that, right? Because he's like, oh, are you talking to your imaginary friend? Or, you know, the the standard things that somebody who hates religion says to a person that really cares about religion to really get under right. their skin. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that there was some nice development. It didn't go far enough. And I think that's oftentimes what we uh, pick apart shows for is like, oh, there was character development and they stopped at the, you know, 80 yard line when they needed to get to the end zone right? or they Using stopped at the start <laughs> yeah or they stopped at the 10 yard line Often or wherever times right? they stopped when it started yeah yeah and i just feel like it was kind of mid right like we got halfway there for a lot of the characters and then a lot of the other characters we didn't really see any development with um so that's my that's my overall thoughts i, I think that sure. if you want to watch an ornery character um who feels much more fleshed out and much deeper because everett backstrom is just mean-hearted and it doesn't go anywhere. It, it you're not informed. You're only informed subtly about the things that has happened to him in his life. Like he talks about how his dad like pistol whipped him, um, which is like horrible. Like like obviously that shouldn't happen. But he doesn't. You don't hear the context of because he got his like as a ten year old he got into his dad's gun, which was like the one rule that they had in their house. And his dad was in a fit of rage, hit him with it, right? And it's like context is king in that case. I'm not arguing for hitting your child with a gun, but at the same time he did break like the one rule, and he was the troublemaker of his family, and he was right. the the ch- the problem child, right? If we want to use that term, and. So there, you just miss a lot. I like to think that this was kind of a house clone, which is house is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, house same. can be identified with basically every single characteristic that Everett Backstrom has, but house is endearing where Backstrom is not because a, you ha- you've had a lot more time to learn more about house, obviously, cause there's more time in the show, Of course, but yeah. he, he's much more nuanced and he's much, uh, it, it's much more of a facade and a, a way to protect him against his own pain or defend others from his pain that he puts out rather than Backstrom, who's just evil for the sake of it, you know, and and there's a different and different importance and different posture to why they are mean to people around them and why they hold their viewpoints in the world. And house does it obviously a lot better. It ran for a much longer time and is a much better show. And so I think like if you want to watch a show about like kind of like an anti-hero solving crimes, you know, watch a house or what, you know, he doesn't solve crimes. He, you know, solves medical problems, but it's really right. the same thing. Just done a lot better. He's solving problems. Yeah. In terms of other things that I liked, uh, they, they put the show, uh, in Portland, which I say Portland in air quotes. Cause once again, this was filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> it, basically any, uh, any show ever is filmed in Vancouver. We're slowly learning in, in, in our, uh, in our uh, experiment here to learn more about television, uh, which I, I like that they are actively in the rain and actively in, in a climate that is different. We, we mentioned this before in, in other shows. Like I like it when things don't take place in the, you know, the two places that most shows take place in New York or, yeah. uh, or LA. And so I did like that. And uh, some of the crimes while they are kind of like basic, I do like the way that they end up playing out. And there are some genuine like surprises in like who committed the crime and why the crime was committed. Uh, sure. that yeah. I thought was cleverly written. You know, you, you see a son who uh, is going to like a sex therapist who 
is uh, who falls in love with somebody else. And the mom ends up killing the sex therapist because the mom was upset that the sex therapist had fallen in love with her son and her son didn't think that she was good enough. It's, it's a weird dynamic, but it's interesting and it's a novel. And I appreciate that. It, like that's not a story you hear in other crime shows as much. And it, it feels just a little bit more nuanced and different. And I think that's why they call it quote unquote, like a special crime, but it's not like, like we talked about, it doesn't actually fall under that. Um, so I, I appreciated some, some being the keyword of the, the crimes and the stories behind them. I thought they were interesting. Uh, bad, uh, you resonated with most of my bad as well. Uh, not not enough continuity between episodes. I did learn in researching for this episode that Ooh. the episode that you called out, uh, that was the episode where they have the um, the person that kidnaps young young women. I think they're oh, like yes. middle teenagers, yeah. like 14, 15. Um, that was supposed to be the penultimate episode. And... Oh. Uh, and... Uh, on all streaming services and when it was airing, it was aired out of order unintentionally. And oh, so like, okay. I think the penultimate episode is like a, about a wine uh, counterfeiting thing. And that yeah. appears much earlier in the season. It's basically flipped with that episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I feel like so that I think would that have changed lens, things a fair amount as far as like the way the show played out. You can tell because in that episode, there's a moment where Everett um, holds up his wrist and you can see there's like a uh, a proto uh, Apple Watch uh, kind of, it, it's a step counter, it's a pedometer that he wears on his wrist um, that it, several episodes later is given to him by his doctor, yet he already has it and is talking about it in several episodes before that and that's oh, why wow. it's out of order. I didn't even um, notice that to be honest it, with It's you. a very small thing and I, I caught it caught me off guard because I saw the episode where they introduced it and I'm like, wait, what? And then I was going through uh, reading about it and they were like, yeah, the, the episodes were released out of order. Here's the order that you should watch them in if you want to watch them in like canonical release order. I didn't like go back and rewatch them because there's, there's not an overarching, yeah. like that. the one thing I said that you didn't notice is like the overarching plot line of the entire show. The pedometer. Yeah, it's not like it's going to be the saving grace of the show, but it would have been interesting to watch it in that that uh order i guess yeah and and like you said like i you could have had a little bit more catharsis at the end um uh you know following it in kind of the intended order i did think another bad thing and this is like going back to the house well that i'm gonna kind of dip back into several times in this episode because it is such a strong connection and and yeah. obviously a, a similar um similar style of show at the end when he is pouring his heart out at the, at the podium at AA talking about his, um, his addiction. And, and it's, it's a very vulnerable moment. The only thing that I wanted to at the end for to happen was to then cut to Backstrom back on his barge. He lives in like under, he lives in a barge, like underneath a barge. It's a kind of a cool setting for an apartment place. Um, but all I wanted him to see was drinking and smoking a cigar and for Valentine, his roommate to come in and be like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I didn't mean a word of it. Um, because like that, that would pose a much more interesting conflict for future seasons, right? Where he is now pretending to grow and to develop, right? And is secretly still this terrible person. House does that in, in various ways several times throughout the show's run. And it's usually a much more successful story than just being a miserable ass or being somebody that actually grows. I'm not saying character growth is bad. I think that it would have been a more interesting end to the series and a better moment to show that Backstrom is kind of irredeemable uh, rather than actually trying to grow a character that has been shown to be terrible the whole the whole sh- series so far interesting yeah 
I guess this leads us into like what a season two might look like. I'll, I'll offer kind of what, yeah. what I, what I kind of see or thought about was something obviously about his addiction and it's about his struggle. I kind of thought about it in a little bit of a different way. I sort of saw, you know, he genuinely meant that he wanted to change, but he struggled with maintaining that North star and continuing to stay clean and just seeing that relapse constantly or seeing some of that work being done, but then he's like triggered by something and he just kind of goes back into things or isn't basically strong enough to, to continue with it. I think in, in the vein of what you're talking about, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, the first few episodes, he's really like really rigorous about right. staying healthier. Right. And yeah. then you're right. One of the crimes like sends him down a really deep rabbit hole back to where he was. And, you know, you see that relapse, you see his, his, the, the distinct change, right. Where he becomes a lot meaner, a, a lot more unhealthy, a lot more yes. um, irascible. Right. But then, you know, you see him work to overcome that. I also think that that would be a, a, a nice way to take it. Yeah, I, I could also see some kind of interaction again with his ex-fiance because she she gets to him and she's not even trying. She's just like, dude, you're unhealthy and I, I care about you, but leave yeah. me alone because he gets way too involved in, in things that don't have anything to do with him anymore, uh, i.e. her personal life and who she's dating. But he's still in love with her and he can't let that go. I could see that kind of setting him off too because anytime he talks to her, he like goes off the deep end almost emotionally not like he goes on a bender necessarily but i mean yeah, I every know, day I is a bender for backstrom so well I mean, it, right it is exactly. kind of true but you're right exactly yeah. but i think what we also i guess what i would have also hoped from a season two was to see something a little more overarching yeah right and some more of uh a, a bit more of a stronger dynamic between the characters and some more of that development and maybe we would have gotten that because in his crime procedural like we got, this was 13 episodes. Most crime procedurals, even if they're 45-minute long episodes, which this was, you usually see a 24-episode type of season. Yeah, 24, 26, 23. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. And I think that that second season, would it have arrived or, or, or been filmed, probably would have seen a lot more of that that development between the characters and maybe a bit, a bit of more of a overarching case or theme or whatever i don't know yeah. if we could expect that that's kind of going into like how i might have wanted to do it with the hindsight that i have now but i mean yeah, I that's think, part I of think, the show right yeah i think what we would have seen for certain is is backstrom struggling with maintaining sobriety and maintaining that path to get himself out of rock bottom yeah i know that would be a beat i know that would be a theme I, I think we would have also just seen him and the special crimes unit solve very regular crimes. <laughs> well, so this is <laughs> this would have been my idea, right? It, I, I like all the thoughts that you just had, and we'll combine it into my idea, which is Ooh, that you actually okay. have them solve special crimes by virtue of, like, they have a, a criminal organization that has become pervasive in the Portland area, right? That all of the crimes that they keep looking into right whether or not they're normal or or should actually be special crimes yeah um are relate to this criminal organization and just we know that there's to this team or this group or something yeah like we keep seeing their symbol show up at all the crime scenes yeah. or uh people that are connected in a specific way all go to this nightclub and it keeps showing up randomly right you know what yeah. I mean? like something like that where you have a character even if you have like a set out villain where it's like we know this person is evil and we know that backstrom's going to get to them at some point yeah we don't know how those things are going to collide yet 
yet and we don't know like Backstrom's trying to figure it out every single time he's like I'm you I'm I'm this person I'm that and he's wrong every single time like that would be an area for growth because it also allows for what you're talking about where every time he's wrong every time he he gets cut down every time something blocks him it allows for potential relapses learns uh changes to like the way his addiction's affecting him uh, yeah and I think could be could be quite interesting yeah no I agree with that 100% I think that would make I think that would make for for a pretty interesting season too. Uh, but alas, we didn't get it. Yeah, rip, rip Backstrom, rip, rip Backstrom. There's actually a TV series that's been running, I think, now for a year or two in okay. Scandinavia, and probably uh, again about based Backstrom. On the book. It is Backstrom. Oh, okay, Backstrom. Uh, I would imagine based on the book as well. Is there an umlaut on the O? I feel like there should be if there isn't. Likely. <laughs> yet also unlikely i don't know i don't know but just feels there right is a series a word there is another series and i think they have a second season or well, should we are in the middle of production or something maybe so. i'll watch it with you know dubs or subs we'll see how it is we'll see if uh if rain wilson is better or worse at being evil <laughs> or ornery or terrible I it is can... remarkable how evil he is he is just such a vile person yeah. And I don't understand one of the things about his character that kind of confused me was other than the the idea of him needing to be smarter and better than these criminals, I don't understand what drives him to solve crime. Yeah, it is kind of one of those strange shit. things. He doesn't care about anybody. He's an ex yeah. I don't even think he genuinely cares about solving crime. Like actually. No, I think, I he think just he's does very it because it's about it. interesting to him or it's some way for him to to be more superior by defeating these people psychologically i i do think it know. is that and i think it's like very um you know holmesian let's call it like sherlock holmes right where like yeah. sherlock holmes could have put his mind to anything because he is very smart and very good at deduction and backstrom yeah. for all of like his negative qualities is a smart person right he knows like he he figures things out in ways that are different from other people and that you know definitionally is a lot of ways that people are smart and so you can't like put that against him i think that because he was surrounded by law enforcement so much growing up it felt like the only path forward for him uh, sure. And to prove not only that he's smarter than all the other criminals, but also to prove that he is better than his father, which is a recurring theme and is a, you know, a psychologically a very real uh, well that is easy enough to pull from from like a writing perspective where it's like, yeah, that actually happens. There's a lot of instances of you trying to be better than your father or your mother or some other important figure in your life growing up. And so I think like it's it's very much that they do not spell that out enough in the show for us to know that and that's why we're sitting here speculating about it as opposed to knowing it from the show which is unfortunate did you pay attention to anything i just said i didn't yeah that's great <laughs> andrew got a text or something i'm leaving in this this in the podcast i am the worst i'm so sorry but i i know that you made a great point i did make I, a great point I thank you love that you did that thank you for sharing your point you're welcome. You're a magnificent Andrew. <laughs> pod partner and friend, and I apparently am not. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Andrew, you know, we're we're still early on in our conversations. This is maybe just a shorter episode than the rest of them, but but let's let's get into our star ratings. Let's let's talk a little yeah. bit more about let's dive into our, our star review process. Tell them what it is, uh, how we do it here for our returning listeners as well as our new listeners. Sure. So zero is zero out of five is basically an idea that should have never made it to a pilot 
made it to yeah. conception. Right. Horrible every way through. Just a bad idea. It really should never have existed. Um, or once it existed, it shouldn't have gone any further. Yeah. One, uh, one out of five would be, you know, we put together a pilot. We see what it is. All right. This is this doesn't hit. Let's just yep. move on. Right. Yep. Let's just call it good. Call it quits. Two is, you know, okay, we, we could see why it got a season of television, but understandable and agreeable that it didn't move on right. to a season two. Not not strong enough to continue. Not strong enough to continue, not quite enough there to, to grow yep. uh, any fruit from. Three out of five is our watch at your own risk category, yep. right? So it's it was a pretty good show. I liked it. If you like these types of themes, you may also like it. Watch it at your own risk. You may or may not enjoy it. If you enjoyed listening to us talk about it, you'll probably enjoy it. Exactly. If you enjoyed the conversation, you may enjoy watching the show. Yep. Four is, this is a great show. It really should have carried on. It would, you know, it would be recommended to watch this show. Definitely worth watching. Definitely worth continuing. It's unfortunate that it didn't. Yep. Uh, Five is our famously criminal crime type of cancellations where the show should have continued and it's genuinely a very very sad situation that it didn't right uh, a so. classic uh you know classically a, a marvelous television show uh killed long before uh, it should have been you know there are yeah. several on our list yeah. that we'll eventually get to that very, i'm sure we'll be many. excited about um, yeah exactly but yeah so so now that we have our ratings kind of laid out where where would you put this in the in the realm of uh, not only you know in our normal star ratings but some of the other we've now watched several crime procedurals we kind right. of are uh, we're getting uh, a, a repertoire for, for these shows. Yeah. So tell me what you think. So interestingly enough, well, so, so let me get, before I go into to yeah, yeah. things about it, but I would put this at a one. Okay. At a one. Uh, I would have, it's an interesting enough series, right? Yeah. There was obviously enough interest for the book for it to sell and for there to possibly be a TV show. Right. I think that, putting together a pilot and seeing what happens would have been the right thing to do. But I mean, even in the first episode after I watched the pilot, I was like, I don't like this show. I know I don't want to watch this show. Yeah. I mean, genuinely his behavior, like Backstrom's behavior and just the way that the characters were like, they're all just plain. There's no entertainment value to his evil qualities. Right. He's just genuinely a terrible person and there's nothing entertaining about it. It Yeah. There's a way in which you can make a character who is, uh, uh, you know, a narcissist, uh, mean to other characters. Uh, Yeah. House is a great example, but you also your Walter White's right. Your, your, your kind of protagonist antagonist mixtures where you can, you can flesh out and feel for a character despite not having, uh, agreeing with their perspective or their worldview. Exactly. And there's nothing there to, there's nothing to glom on to Backstrom from until the last two seconds of the final episode when he does finally kind of cop to his addiction. Exactly. And then you're like, wow, there was some character development. There was maybe a shot at redemption. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I think a one feels pretty accurate for me. I, I okay. didn't really care much for the show as I as I've just, you know, spent 30, 40 minutes talking about. Right. But yeah, I think a one is pretty solid. You know, I had a point earlier before I launched into that and I, I completely forgot it. So Presley, <laughs> what is your rating? 
as I said, I think like I like the show just a touch more than you did. I, I think sure. that while it's still, it's a, certainly not a four, not a three. I think that it ekes out a two for me, uh, you know, okay. just barely. It's it's kind of right in the line between a one and a two. I'm not going to give it a half star because I don't think it deserves that. I think like making a whole season of this was fine. And there are certain episodes that I did enjoy more than others that kind of got into some, some interesting character work and development. Um, yeah that revealed a little bit more. And if the whole show had been those few episodes, it would have been, I think a, a more resounding success and could have, could have seen life beyond a single season. Um, I, I totally get the one. And, and I think it's because I enjoy a character like a house, uh, like a Walter white, like many others, you know, well, don't get me uh, wrong. I do too. I love those characters. Yeah. I just think that we obviously have evidence that you can make a, a character who is narcissistic or, horrible or awful to other people without them making such a vile evil person that is racist homophobic sexist right right? i I think there that you can create characters that are difficult to to work with or difficult to to be around yeah without making them like that yeah exactly right And, and so you know, I'm not saying that you don't like them, but I'm saying that yeah, I, I right. was hoping for more development as the show kept going. So and there were I. small, small moments where I felt it, I think, you know, and it resonated maybe more than, than it caught you, you know, just as you're saying, you, you kind of struggled with this one. So I think it's just like a little bit, a little bit higher. I do think Rain Wilson gives a very good performance at being, a, a, oh, it, it would be really interesting absolutely. to watch him be like a full villain in a movie or a TV show where he like yeah. really milks the evilness. He, he did right around this time, or right just just after this it was when i was in college he did show up in star trek um discovery as harry mudd who is a star trek character Um, this is going to be a minor star trek moment where i devolve into loving star trek um anyway harry mudd uh is a character from the original series um and he shows up in the best episode of that show especially in the first season which was trash uh where he's he catches everyone in a time loop and is trying to take over the the discovery which is the name of the ship and he is uh in a different episode where he is captured with a a fellow starfleet officer and they're in prison together in a klingon prison and he's very compelling and he's he's very seedy and is very uh untrustworthy and that's the way he his character was prior to the show existing when it was uh, you know in the in the 60s with the original series and then sure. uh, again uh, here and so I liked him being in this not he's not a villain obviously he's a, he's the protagonist of the show but I liked him being a not a great guy it was it yeah. was fun to watch right and, and so I, I appreciated that and so I think that's just why Deke said it too uh, watching Rain Wilson yeah. be this character that I don't like but is compelling in, in odd ways to me uh, I, I appreciated yeah no I, I he did a phenomenal job I mean it was very yeah. convincing he he did display that villainesque personality yeah. very well. Uh, I think he did excel at that. It just it was just that wrong taste for me. So yeah, one out of five. Pretty pretty certain about it. Yeah. So Andrew, before we close out the episode, I I want to talk a little bit more about something. We you know we've kind of covered Backstrom. Not a lot of meat on that proverbial bone. But I do want to talk about a trend that I have noticed uh, with the shows that we watch, and you you may or may not have noticed it. Most of the shows, for viewers that have looked at our list that's on our website, uh, season1pod.com, or uh, look at our kind of upcoming shows or hear when we announce it, there's a lot of crime procedurals. They are made a lot, and they are canceled a lot. And and I want to know... 
what what is a good one and what is a bad one like what you know because we've talked about several right we 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 have our alcatraz which we we know you don't like and i like we have this show which we kind of both didn't really like frequency which we both did like so i want to flesh it out i want to know for for the future uh television shows of the future so you don't end up on our podcast what do we want from our procedural crime dramas okay so quick non sequitur i remember my point from earlier when I when I bring it my star rating, and it's not really even related to the show, but it kind of is. Is that okay? This show actually made me, I think, appreciate Alcatraz a little more for what it is. Yes, and I'm I'm not yes, saying my yes, star rating yes. changes. I'm just saying that like it was more interesting than this show was. Oh, and like obviously for me it's a low bar because I give it a one. But I'm saying like vindicated. I'm saying that as far as a crime procedural goes, this one was just it had nothing to go. It had nothing going for it. But right. at least Alcatraz had like a, a more compelling story, and obviously there were things that I really liked about that show. Yeah, I just don't think it was as amazing as you do, and that's okay. But anyways, I just wanted to to help vilify you a little bit, vindicate you, vilify if me. you will. Not vilify, uh, vindicate. Excuse me. Vindicate. I, I was vindicate like, those are very different things. <laughs> you, uh, de-vilify myself. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because our audience hates you for your opinion of Alcatraz. We know this clearly. It's uh, not like do. I am out there and love the show, <laughs> and nobody else likes it. I, yeah. I appreciate no, you um, acknowledging some some merit to Alcatraz. Now that we've watched yeah, this, I watched it, Backstrom and Alcatraz. Uh, both when they were airing. So I have yeah. some uh, some deeper perspective here just for the sake of time that I think that yeah. you're getting some insight into. Anyway, please yeah, continue. But, but anyways, it did make me appreciate Alcatraz just a little bit more. So I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit God, there. I'm so excited. Episode 100, when we rewatch and re-review Alcatraz, maybe at that point it'll be one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life because we've I watched d- some I, I didn't even say TV. that. I gave it a three. Oh, no. I'm okay. what that's what I'm saying is like great. by the time we go through all We've this stuff, maybe so many other this will trash. end up being such a great show. Yeah, right. You're like, God, I wish we could have another yeah. Alcatraz, like, right? Holy crap, I wish there was another season to watch of that show. Um okay, well, yeah, that's good. So, so going back to my original so, question. Yeah, what I want from a like a good crime procedural. Yeah, what we think is a good crime procedural, right? Because more of them are gonna come up. We know this, right? There's at yeah. least twenty more on our list, but conservative. Yeah, it has to be. Um, and so I want to know, like, when we go into these, what, what are we, what are we hoping for? What, what gets our, uh, gets our engine going in this, uh, in this very common format of television? You know, I think, I think it comes down to a strong overarching theme. So, so one of my favorite crime procedurals is NCIS. Okay. They do a very good job with overarching themes and compelling mystery, like right, they're they're trying to investigate. So it's like a mystery who this person is, or whoever's doing whatever it is. They do such an imp- a great job building up to that person's, I guess, the climax of that story, in a way that's like, oh man, like the the day to day crime procedural episodes are very very good. They do a very good job of writing motivations for characters situations that that ended up getting these people killed or how they died and all these wacky things that are believable but not you know they're kind of like out there but they're believable yeah right uh and they make they make they make i guess the deaths interesting and the situations that that led to whatever event it was interesting okay and and then you have that overarching theme that really sells there are some overarching themes in, in NCIS that go for multiple seasons. 
and you but you get so much from them and they get they keep you wanting more uh so i think that that's one big thing for me as well to use ncis still as an example they have fantastic character development yeah like you mean internal to the team internal to the team each individual character has phenomenal character development you go back to you know gibbs all the way through i think season 18 or season 19 when he eventually retired from ncis you have there's uh, 19 for seasons the first, of that show i think there's 20 or 21 now oh, I, I haven't watched some God. of the newer stuff but you know you have denozo seasons like 1 through 13 he he has a huge, huge, huge character development arc. Uh, you have Ziva and you have McGee and, and all of the other like investigators that have been introduced, you know, uh, Bishop and Torres and things like that. I like that. because I've never watched this show. You could just be saying random ass fucking names. And They're I all characters in the show. But, I know that, you, I know they, that you're being sincere. Yeah. I just think it was really funny that you could literally yeah. say anything and I would be like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, Sorry, and continue. you have Ducky. Uh, and they, they all just have such interesting Wait, you just said Ducky. Such... That's real? Ducky, yeah, his name is, um, it's, it's, it's just a nickname that he got okay. a long time ago. You can understand name. why I judge that. He's, he's the mortician, uh, and he's also like a, I thought the mortician was the lady with psychology. the black hair. Maybe, uh, there, I think there is someone, uh, NCIS New Orleans, I think has someone with black hair who's, uh, who's. She's like the emo chick. Oh no, no, no! She's she's the um she's like the the forensics lab oh, okay, technician uh, person, whatever. I feel like her name totally is Chloe, botched, but like I'm sure Tyler that's wrong. Would be. I think yeah, Polly Perrette. She's played by Polly Perrette, but her actual name is Abby in the show. Abby, okay. Mm-hmm. I've never watched um, NCIS, so this is really it's a great uh, show. Revealing my hand. I really like. I've it. watched, I watched one episode like of that. one NCIS at recommendation because it's the episode where uh, they're getting hacked, and that character, along with a different character, are trying to counter hack on the same computer while they're both typing on the same keyboard. Yeah. And it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because it's in like my not life. even possible. Um, it's like so ludicrous that even somebody yeah. who understands what a computer yeah. is would be like that yeah. doesn't work that way someone who understands how to write an email knows that you can't use two keyboards precisely on anyway um, please please yeah, proceed no, with your so, analogy so for me that's like that's that's a great show it has okay. fantastic character development has very very compelling uh evil characters that are either you know in a vacuum on one episode or they they go beyond the series or throughout the season that you see and it's fantastic and you have your your dark moments in your characters and you have them see the light or you have this like back and forth between, you know, oh, wow, this person's doing something like they're kind of teetering on that line. Are they going to go too far kind of thing? And they do a really good job with that with some of the characters. Um, but I mean, you also have like the original CSI Las Vegas. Like I remember less about that show because it's been so much longer since I've watched that show. But that show is fantastic. Yeah. And they have overarching themes, right? Where And they have character development. Um, now can I ask you, know, you a question? Uh, yeah. In NCIS or any of the other shows that you mentioned, um, are, are these developments happening within a single season or are they overarching things with multiple seasons? Right. Because, you know, we watch shows that only made it a season. Yeah. That's like the whole fucking thing of this, yeah. our show here. Right. So to say that another show is better because it has more seasons where more character development can happen, yeah. I feel like is like, well, that doesn't really count in the sense of like, yeah. oh, well, if these shows had had more seasons, we could have seen more development. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, so, that, that's unfortunately one of the things we we don't get is more time. 
to right. see that development that could have possibly happened. But no, there in a lot of these shows, in a lot of crime procedurals that have been very successful over the years, you do still see singular season character arcs that you okay. watch them grow and you watch them. I'm not saying it's not possible, nor am new. I saying that you're wrong. Yeah, I'm no. just wanted to flesh that out a little bit yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's there are definitely shows where you see in one season this person is tackling this personal thing and yeah. they're able to move through it. There right. are obviously bigger things like trauma or things the, the the things they experienced when they were young or whatever like that you can't solve in one season, right? That's more of an overarching thing. But there are things, right. you know, when it comes to being in relationships with other people or how they treat other people, um, how they, they view their job or do their work, whatever it may be, you, you do see some of that development in a single season for sure. Cool. It's yeah. definitely possible. But yeah, NCIS would be like my my really big one. There are obviously many crime procedurals I've ever watched, but because I'm on the spot and we're recording, I literally can't think of hardly any of them. <laughs> that's okay. So I mean, that's I, cool. I wanted it to be a fluid discussion, and I appreciate. But what about the... you? What 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 about you? What makes a good crime procedural for you? Um, I'm a big believer in go big or go home. We okay. with with all the crime procedural shows that have existed for a very long time, you know, your NCISs, your CSIs, your SVUs, all those, right? Right. Um, we have seen the bulk of um, crimes that are very rote or very uh, similar to things that we're going to see in every other crime procedural. Watching somebody, uh, you know, who was uh, bludgeoned to death with a shovel out of a crime of passion is not novel or interesting. And so you either need to have really good characters and story to justify that, as you were just saying, or you need to have more interesting uh, crimes to pursue, right? Like if you have uh, a show, one of my favorite shows was Hannibal. And Hannibal has some really, really fucked up crimes that make no sense and are completely outlandish, but they work for the sake of that show uh, to to exemplify the 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 extremes of of crime, right? The the very deep side of it. Um, you know, you also have uh, shows like Criminal Minds, which is it's much more mm-hmm. of like a psychology show, but they show some really messed up things in that show. Yeah. And, and I appreciate, and a lot more of those episodes stick out to me. I think you also have the Constantines, right? And the, and the um, uh, Supernaturals, right? Where they're yeah. crimes, crime procedurals, but they're unique in the sense that they're supernatural, that they have outside elements to them that uh, lend to New insights, new perspective, new areas for character development and growth. I'm not yeah. saying all crime procedurals need to be supernatural, nor do they all need to be extremely gruesome. But I do yeah. think that like, if you're in a show like this where you have extremist characters that are racist, homophobic, evil, mean, crime doers, yeah. that it would be much more interesting if he was investigating really, really terrible crimes where it's kind of like, right. yeah, he's awful because this is what he deals with every day. And like, he is a mean spirited guy because that's yeah. the best way to understand and work towards finding mean spirited people. And so I yeah. think that would have been a far more effective use uh, of, of pushing it and giving us more unique crimes uh, and actual serious, scary, weird things. Um, so, so that's what I like to see. I also like it when, when there is an overarching theme. I think that's why we both like Frequency so much. They're hunting one killer throughout that show. A lot of other crimes happen. Right. A lot of other events precipitate as yeah. a result of that one search. Uh, but it uh, motivates the characters in a better way and creates a, a better atmosphere for character development and growth. Um, and, and so that's what I want in, in a lot of my crime procedurals. No, totally agree. I think you hit the nail on the head there with like, with the Backstrom's thing specifically, he is the worst person 
in that entire series. Yeah, like he captures like there murderers, are murderers and you're more sympathetic right? to the murderers than you are yeah. to him ever. Yeah, exactly. He's like a worse person than they are. And obviously they killed someone, but like at their core, their personality and the, the values and things they seem to, to hold are better than his. Yeah. Even though, or yes, at least they did murder uh, on par with, which or still doesn't leave par. him in good fitting, or exactly. good taste in your mouth. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I so just looked. I just looked it up while we we're talking. You have, I mean, Castle Bones. Um, you have Psych, and that's a crime procedural, technically, right? Like, there's so many yeah. of those great shows that have these overarching themes, or they have wit, uh, they have grit, right? There's so many different things that you can lean into to make a good yeah. crime procedural. And, and you even have the off-the-cuff ones, like The Wire or uh, like yeah. uh, uh, The Sopranos, right? Uh, yep. Two of the most well-regarded television shows ever created are crime procedurals, but they take place in much different perspectives than the normal crime procedural yeah. um, than is usual, right? We're, we're seeing it from the side of the criminals and the police officers, or yep. we're seeing uh, the work of a crime family doing a lot of bad things, but it's much more vicarious, right? All of that can lead to better characters, better stories, uh, and, and I, I just think like, you know, obviously the better shows are better, but it's, it's yeah. more compli- complex than that. And the yeah. sense of like, you need to take the time to really flesh out the characters. You need to take the time to flesh out the crimes if you're going to do a crime procedural show. And unfortunately, Agreed. none of the shows that we're ever going to watch in our crime procedural shows are ever going to do that. And I'm sorry yeah. that we're getting our hopes up for this, but we can, we can dream. Can't we? We can dream. It's uh, It feels natural to want to take a break from crime procedurals, but there's so many that we do have to still do them every now and then, like every couple episodes, right? Because yeah. otherwise we're going to just be on like a 10 or 12 episode criminal or crime procedural. Yeah, because I want to say like half of the shows, that half of the episodes that we've released yeah. have something to do with some type of crime, something. Yeah, there's just is a lot of it. There's a lot of yeah. that TV show. It's a, it's a, a pretty bottomless pit. Or a bo- you know a well that doesn't really run dry as far as more like a bottomless swamp goes, <laughs> bottomless swamp. Yeah, well at least the shows that we're watching come came from a swamp. That's what I mean, right? Um, yeah. So in, in now that we're back talking about our list of shows, I would love for you to share with myself as well as our listeners what our next uh, what our next show is going to be. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to be watching American Gigolo. Uh, actually, it was recently canceled. I think yeah, it's a new January this year newly canceled um it's about a guy who was exonerated after 15 years in prison um he isn't a gigolo a male prostitute he yes that is what a gigolo is he's a male prostitute he was um framed for the murder of someone i don't obviously oh. haven't seen the show or the movie there was an 80s movie i think with richard Gere. okay that sounds right someone uh, the, someone. the picture looked like could be richard Gere. could be any other male actor but there was a movie uh in the 80s this is a kind of re- same thing, like reboot almost of it, but it's a series. It's with John Bernthal. He's the main character Great. and some other Love folks. John Bernthal. But basically he's just trying to get back into the, the, I guess the, the sex work life. Or, Interesting. Uh, the, post, the, the post economy prison. post being out of for 15 years. I mean, think about huh. how much any business will change in 15 years or any industry will change. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of getting back in there and also huh. trying to figure out how he was framed and who framed him, et cetera. So, okay. I look um, forward to this one. Uh, yeah. and, uh, seems a little different than our normal, our normal kind of, uh, you know, what we've done so far. So yeah, that's why uh, I, I look it. forward to listening to it that's or why watching it. it. Uh, that's why I picked that and midnight gospel, uh, the episode before this is just a little bit different, change things up a little bit for us. And I'll just keep picking the crime procedurals and that I feel like I've not Fine. picked a good show and you've only picked the good shows. I guess we both like frequency and I picked that one. We both really liked Pan Am. You pick Pan Am. 
<laughs> I did. Shit. <laughs> you're right. I am better. Okay. At picking fine. shows. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're better in a lot of other ways too. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening, both uh, returning listeners and newcomers. Uh, regardless of where you stand, Andrew, where can they find more information about us, the shows, our list of episodes? Lay it yeah. on them. You can find, uh, of course, our website, season1pod.com. You can also find us on basically all socials, including uh, our own subreddit, season underscore one underscore pod. You can interact with us there. You can interact with other listeners there. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments about episodes, our opinions, our shit takes, our great takes, everything. Why Alcatraz is the best. Why Alcatraz is the best or why it's Vindicated, finally. I'm Uh, so happy about it. Team Andrew or Team Presley. No. Uh, but yeah, season underscore one underscore pod. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, to get some feedback. You know, uh, a review as well as a, a like on wherever you listen to podcasts also helps greatly. Yeah. Uh, we would love to, to see some reviews and hear some of that feedback. And it really supports the pod and helps us continue along. We also have a Patreon. Uh, something's got to keep the bills paid around here. All these something's gotta keep effing subscription services. All of these subscriptions paid. So we would really... Um, enjoy seeing you become some members there but obviously no obligation no pressure it would just help us out um yeah that's pretty much it good episode it's a great episode (laughs) well uh thank you again for listening everyone and we look forward to seeing you next time as always my name is presley my name is andrew and we watch it so you don't have to